You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. Today's episode is taken from our new podcast, Driving Test Tips, which is based around the top 10 reasons that people fail their driving test. However, the content of the episodes isn't just for learner drivers, as we hope that it will help drivers who want to build their confidence, fill any gaps in their knowledge, or maybe have a light bulb moment while they're listening. So the topic for this episode is not making effective observations at junctions. I suppose if if we start off with DVSA have released figures about the pass rates and everyone's hooked on the pass rates, but it's actually 47.1%. So rounding that up in my brain is one in two people fail their driving test. And hopefully through these series of little podcasts that we're going to do we can just highlight some of the areas where people are failing the most and then give little tips of how when you're driving what you should be doing and what's expected of you and making you a safer driver which in turn makes you a more confident driver so let's look at not making effective observations at junctions so the first thing is failing to judge the speed of an approaching vehicle Now, this means where you are emerging from a a side road onto a main road or emerging onto another road. And what you've done is you've looked, but your observations haven't been good enough in respect of the speed of the other vehicles on that road. And what happens is as you emerge onto the new road, you've slowed the other car down and he's had to put the brakes on or he's had to make evasive action to go round you. So that's one of the things of effective observations at junctions. Another one could be where you're entering a roundabout and there's a vehicle approaching from the right and you need to give way. And basically you haven't seen him. And there's various different reasons why that might be. Might be in one of your blind spots. And we know the pillow of a car is quite big. So make sure when you are approaching a roundabout, yes, you're looking, but make sure you effectively look. And you might need to move in your chair to see round that blind spot or keep looking. Look once, look twice, three times, four times, however many times you need to look to the right. Also look back though, to make sure you know where you're going. So you're keeping your road position. But yeah, just keep looking when you're approaching a roundabout. I know we've talked about this when we've been running training courses with other driving instructors. There's something here about... Sometimes people are looking, but they're not seeing. Yes. Sometimes what happens is they they go through a process. So what happens is you know you have to look to the right. Yes, I look to the right. But then I'm going into the other processes of what I do. But observations are ongoing. And I think the key word for this, this topic here is effective. And effective could be two, three, four, however many times you need to look to judge what's happening on that roundabout, whether or not cars are coming onto the roundabout, the speed of the cars, the position of the cars, whether or not they're signaling, the way the wheels are facing on the cars can all be clues. And this is what you're doing when you're 
having effective observations, you're looking for clues as to what's happening. Yeah, and to help you make your decision. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not just going through the motions of, I need to look this number of times, I need to do things in this order. It's actually making sure, like you said, yeah, it comes back to that word effective, that when you're looking, you are actually looking for information to help you make your decision. Which leads lovely on to another reason people fail on this is making no effective observations at all. So basically you're emerging from a junction, turning left, for example, and basically what happens is you just don't look. Yeah. For whatever reason that is. You just don't look. And the driving examiners had to stop you because you basically you haven't looked. You don't know whether it's safe or not. You might be thinking the other car in front of you is gone, so it's safe for me, but that's not good enough. Yeah, and that's what it all comes down to. The whole thing is safety. How do you know it's safe? You have to look to know whether it's safe. Yeah, and another situation is joining a dual carriageway from a slip road. And again, what people might be doing, they might well look in their their mirrors, but what they haven't done is they haven't looked in their blind spots. Because of where the slip road and the dual carriageway are, there's a massive area that people don't look in, and... That could hold, again, many different vehicles. So, yeah, make sure that it is safe to join that dual carriageway and make sure that you have checked your blind spots and you are signaling. You know, I know that's a different topic. But, yeah, make sure you are doing everything to make sure it's safe to join. Another one is using road markings. Part of it is going straight ahead at crossroads. People, for whatever reason, think of the road ahead is a straight road. But what they fail to do is to recognise road markings. There might be signs. There might be signs that have now had an accident and they're gone. I know there's one near us that happened recently, so the signs are gone. But the road markings are still there. But people don't look at them. They're looking far ahead and all they notice is the road directly in front of them. And they just think they can just carry on when in actual fact they've got to give way. Yeah. Okay. So again, looking for clues. Looking for clues. But also making sure you don't look too late as well. So effective starts from that first minute, you know, when that first second when you you know you're going to be turning, start the observations from there. You'd be doing everything in the car, like slowing it down, changing gears, whatever it means that you need to do, but making sure that you don't leave those observations too late. And I know some of the questions that I get asked is, why do I need to look in a left mirror when I'm turning left? There's nothing, there's, there's no one there. It might be where you're in the town centre turning left. The type of vehicles or road users that would be in that position where you can see on your left mirror is people running, people on bicycles. There could be anything that, you know, now we got scooters to contend with. So it's important to use those left door mirror as well as your interior mirror before you make that left turn just to make sure there is nothing there but that one chance when you don't check it there is going to be potentially someone there and you're turning left into their path and you don't want to be involved in those situations one of the things that's striking me is that listening to this it sounds like a lot it sounds like there's a lot to do in a short space of time but also at the same time I'm recognizing that when you first start your driving lessons as a learner you're not being asked to do all of this all at once in the early lessons 
This is why you start in areas that are quieter so that you can get used to making observations in a more controlled environment in a way where there's less pressure and you're gradually building up to this during your lessons so not forgetting what we're really talking about this is the reason why people fail their driving test well at the point that you're taking a driving test you should have plenty of experience so the the actual driving of a car changing gear and doing different things should be becoming more natural and more comfortable at this point which allows you more time and space to do more observations but it also is ongoing Mm. you know i know we keep saying this is for the test but it's it's post-test as well and i said we're going to give you some interesting driving facts and one of them they say on on the website is that 37 percent of all reported accidents are a result of not looking properly so when you look at that, 37, that's a third of all accidents, reported accidents. People just haven't looked properly. What does that tell us? Have we been trained properly or haven't we been trained properly? And it's, like we said, it's not about passing a test. It's about keeping you safe and making sure that you know that you're safe. And this is what the driving instructors keep probably banging on about this, but observations keep looking not just in front but also behind those rear observations as well we've mentioned before being a detective and you are ongoing detective work it is ongoing all the time so just make sure that you just keep looking noticing what you notice making sure that you know what the others around you are doing what speeds they're going what positions they're in and that will make you able to make better decisions as to whether it's safe to emerge or whether it's safe to turn. Yeah, and these things get easier with experience, don't they? So, and judging the speed of another car, that takes experience. That's something you might not be able to do initially when you first start driving. But as you gain more experience, you're going to become better at judging the speed of another car. Exactly. And again, one thing you can do is you don't even have to drive for this. You can just practice this out when you're out walking or whatever. But notice a car, look away, look back again and see see how far he's travelled in that time that you didn't look. That will give you a big idea of how fast he's going. And again, do it again to so do it three times. So you look once, you've looked twice, look three times and see again how it's changing. What sort of speeds is he going? Could I have pulled out of that junction in that time? So again, it's you know bringing in other aspects of what you've done. Everyone's crossed the road, hopefully safely. But this is what you're bringing in as you're driving. You look once, you look twice. Notice what you notice, the speeds. But it gives you those clues to make effective decisions. Yeah, and that's a really good point. If, if anybody has ever had to cross a road then they have had to judge the speed of a vehicle. And I'm guessing that people pay more attention to that when they're a pedestrian and feel more vulnerable. But this is definitely something you can practice as a passenger in a car as well. So while you're a passenger, look at the environment, look at the situation, use those as opportunities to practice your decision-making, even though you're not the one in control of the car. So in summary, what we're looking at is, and again, this is what the DVSA have said, you must make effective observations before moving into a new road. And you must make sure it's safe before proceeding. 
to make sure you've got enough time without slowing people down or that they have to make an emergency stop or go round you. We hope you found that useful. If you did, don't forget to share it with others or leave us a review. You can find the other reasons that people fail their driving test in our spin-off podcast series, Driving Test Tips, if you'd like to listen to them all in one place. Search Driving Test Tips wherever you listen to your podcasts or find the links in our show notes or on our website, www.confidentdrivers.co.uk slash free tools. And so until next time, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.